Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go my review of AEW's Fighter Fest Night One. Starting off the evening, we'll go to our first match of the night. It's for the TNT Championship. It is Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy. I thought this was a good opening matchup to start Fighter Fest Night One. Back and forth matchup between Wardlow and Orange Cassidy, with Orange Cassidy quickly hitting a orange punch on Wardlow. Warlow then hits a belly-to-belly suplex on Orange Cassidy in the middle of the ring. Warlow then is keeping the pace of the match. Warlow then hits a press slam on Orange Cassidy on the outside, throwing him back into the ring. Orange Cassidy then hits a DDT on Warlow. Warlow then hits an F10 on Orange Cassidy for a near fall. Warlow then goes for a powerbomb, but Orange Cassidy counters it with a Hurricane Rana. Orange Cassidy then hits a Stun Dog Millionaire on Warlow. Orange then hits a Beach Break on Warlow for a near fall. But Wardlow ultimately hits his signature powerbomb on Orange Cassidy, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match. And at that time, still, TNT champion is Wardlow. Hats off to Wardlow for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we have a Chris Jericho segment. Jericho is pretty much mocking Eddie Kingston, pretty much saying that anybody that's friends with Eddie Kingston is just no good. Jericho also says that Eddie Kingston is a mark for guys like Terry Funk. Sabu and Onita. Jericho also says to the fans that that he does accept this match with Eddie Kingston, which is going to be a barbed wire match for, I believe, Fighter Fest Night 2. But he's not coming back, you know, he's not going to do this match as, you know, Chris Jericho, the legend. He's going coming back and doing this match as the pain maker Chris Jericho, which honestly, man, I'm all for it, man. I'm absolutely excited for this. And to be honest with you, when this match was announced, I remember like a week ago, I stated. You know, what were they really going to do next with Jericho and Eddie Kingston? Because I felt like the well was running dry as far as the storyline. Now, Eddie Kingston says that he wants Chris Jericho's blood, yada, yada, yada. You know, but I was kind of at at that point, I was kind of torn on where this storyline was going to, you know, finish. Because, you know, we've had the uh, Blood and Guts match, which I thought that was the end of all this stuff between Eddie Kingston and Jericho. And that's clearly not, you know, what the situation was. We're going to get a barbed wire matchup between barbed death match between Jericho and Eddie Kingston, which I'm kind of hoping how, you know, wondering how this match is going to go because the last time they did any kind of barbed wire match in AEW, I believe it was John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Uh, it didn't end well and it got a lot of bad reviews on it. And uh, it was a pretty bad match towards the end. It really was. It was not really a good match at all. So I'm definitely interested in what's going to happen here between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. In this uh, barbed wire match, it could be good or it could be a humongous letdown. So we'll have to see. But I'm definitely looking forward to this match between Jericho and Eddie Kingston in this barbed wire match. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is John Moxley versus Konosuke Takashita. Number one, I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Moxley and Takashita with John and Takashita exchanging in the middle of the ring. John Moxley then hits a pile driver for a near fall. Takashita then hits a German suplex on Moxley off the apron. John then hits a superplex off the top rope on Takashita. Moxley then hits a German suplex. Takashita then hits a Takashita line on Moxley. Takashita then hits a brain buster that looked absolutely brutal on John Moxley in the middle of the ring. John Moxley and Takashita both exchange in the middle of the ring with Takashita hitting a frog splash off the top rope on Moxley for a near fall. Takashita then hits a blue thunder bomb on Moxley for a near fall. Moxley then gets up, hits a paradigm shift. Takashita then hits a German suplex for a near fall. Moxley then hits a death rider. 
And then John Moxley ultimately applies a bulldog choke on Takashita. And your winner of the match by submission is John Moxley. Hats off to John Moxley for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, kind of like a small segment here, if you will. Uh, pretty much in this segment, you know, Cage was pretty much mocking uh, Brian Pillman Jr., talking about Pillman Jr.'s family. Cage also mocks Griff Garrison, says that Griff Garrison has a lot of similarities to Jungle Boy. And then we pretty much get an impromptu matchup between Luchasaurus and Griff Garrison. Again, it was an okay matchup. Uh, pretty much a glorified squash match, if you ask me. Luchasaurus was keeping the pace throughout the entire match. Uh, with Luchasaurus hitting multiple choke slams on Griff Garrison. And then Luchasaurus ultimately applies a snare trap on Griff Garrison. And your winner of the match is Luchasaurus. Hats off to Luchasaurus for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Jake Hager versus Claudio. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Hager and Claudio. With Claudio hitting a 6-1-9 on Hager. Claudio then uh, was keeping the pace of the match. Jake Hager then hits a Hager bomb on Claudio. Claudio then gets up, hits a springboard European uppercut on Jake Hager. Claudio then hits a giant swing on Hager as well in the middle of the ring. Claudio then applies a scorpion death lock on Jake Hager. JAS are here. Hager then hits a choke slam for a near fall. But Claudio hits a power bomb on Jake Hager. Pins him for the three. And your winner of the match is Claudio. Hats off to Claudio for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night as well. It is Anna J versus Serena Deeb. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Anna J and Serena Deeb with Deeb keeping the pace of the match. Anna applies a Queen Slayer, but Deeb breaks the hold. And then Deeb applies a Half Crab on Anna J. And your winner of the match by submission is Serena Deeb. After the match, Serena Deeb then attacks Anna Jay after the bell sounds. And then Mercedes Martinez makes her way down to the ring to save Anna Jay. But hats off to Serena Deeb for getting a win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Fighter Fest Night 1. It is Keith Lee and Swerve versus Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Number one, I thought this was a really good match. Back and forth matchup between all teams with the Young Bucks keeping the pace of the match. Hobbs then hits a frog splash for a near fall. Referee then gets taken out. Matt Jackson then hits Swerve and Lee with a title. Hobbs then hits multiple spine busters. Ricky Starks then hits a spear on Swerve that looked absolutely brutal. Keith Lee then hits a uh, somerset senton to the outside, or somersault senton to the outside. And then Swerve ultimately hits the finish. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and the new AEW Tag Team Champions are Swerve and Keith Lee. A <laughs> couple of things I'm going to say about this uh, Fighter Fest Night 1, man, before I get out of here. This was a solid event. It really was. And it's going to be spaced out between, obviously, last night's Dynamite episode, uh, Rampage, and I believe also next week. So and I believe next week we actually get the barbed wire match between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, or the Painmaker, if you will, which is going to be absolutely awesome to see. Uh, but as far as last night's Fighter Fest, man, it was a solid event. Uh, Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy. I'll start off with this, man. Number one, it was a good match. It really is. I mean, I love Orange Cassidy's entrance music, man. I think it's absolutely awesome. Uh, Wardlow being TNT champion, man. I mean, a lot of people, I think there's some people out there that actually were against it. But I'm not. I think Wardlow, 
you know, it was one of the biggest baby faces right now for AEW, hands down. I mean, all the stuff that he was going through with MJF, you know, getting the win over MJF and now becoming TNT champion, you know, after he beat Scorpio Sky. I think Wardlow is the main guy right now to carry that championship. Uh, but this match between him and Orange Cassidy, I mean, at first it started off very slow, man. It, it was very lackadaisical. And I was kind of hoping they pick up picked up the pace, and eventually they did. But at first, man, this match was kind of lackadaisical in the beginning of this match. But all in all, I'm happy that Warlow got the win and retained the TNT Championship. Uh, the Chris Jericho segment. I mean, what more can I say, man? Jericho on the microphone is absolutely gold. Absolutely gold, just like Eddie Kingston. And uh, like I stated last week, man, I didn't know where this whole Eddie Kingston-Chris Jericho thing was going to go. I thought this was over after Blood and Guts. And clearly that's not the case. We're going to have a uh, barbed wire death match between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. And Jericho's coming back as the pain maker, which is absolutely insane. I'm definitely excited to see that. But Jericho also did mention in that segment that after this match between him and Eddie in this barbed wire death match, that this is the final straw, you know, between Jericho and Eddie Kingston, man. So I'm kind of happy for that because I feel like, you know, like I said earlier, the well is kind of running dry between Jericho and Eddie Kingston. And, you know, hopefully this match between them two and this barbed wire death match is going to be absolutely insane. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, John Moxley versus Takashita. Now, credit in my defense, I might be butchering his name. Um, but I will say this, man. Uh, Takashita, he's a definitely one of the superstars on AEW's roster right now to definitely keep your eyes on. Because, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Eddie Kingston. And he's gone toe-to-toe with John Moxley. And John Moxley kind of, you know wanted to match with him last night on, you know, Fighter Fest night one. And the guy can wrestle, man. The guy can deliver. And to be honest with you, I can definitely see a future world champion with Takashita, whether, you know, whether it's AEW's world championship, you know, the All-Atlantic championship, or even possibly the TNT championship, man. There's a lot of potential for Takashita. And I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with Takashita moving forward. So, but, you know, like I said, all in all, hats off to Moxley for getting the win. But, you know, Takashita is definitely going to be one of those primetime players for uh, AEW for the future, man, for sure. So definitely looking forward to what's going to happen with him next in AEW. Um, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. I mean, again, Christian Cage on the microphone as of late has been absolutely awesome. Uh, I think he's done so far in you know the past few weeks some of the best work he's done in his career, man. I think Christian is better as a heel than he is a babyface. I think it just works for him. And honestly, it comes off organically. I, I – Personally, even his run in Impact Wrestling when he was a heel. I mean, it came off perfectly. It was, you know, he's better as a heel. I kind of look at it like uh, Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton, a lot of people love Randy Orton as a babyface. But in my honest opinion, Randy Orton will always be a better heel. The Viper, you know, it's it's just perfect. It fits Randy Orton perfectly. And it goes hand-in-hand with Christian. I don't think Christian's that good as a babyface, but he's awesome as a heel, man. Excellent work from Christian. And uh, like I st- you know, stated last week, man, what is this going to do for Jungle Boy? You know, a lot of people are anticipating when Jungle Boy is going to come back. Are we going to get a match between Christian and Jungle Boy, possibly at All Out, or Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy? All I will say is this, man. When Jungle Boy does come back, or he's shown on AEW television, the crowd is going to erupt. It's, the place is going to be absolutely mayhem, man, when Jungle Boy does return and answers, you know, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Jake Hager versus Claudio. Again, a solid match. It was kind of funny because you hear the fans, you know, chanting, we, you know, we the people based upon, the, you know, Claudio and uh, Jake Hager's time in uh, WWE as a tag team way back in the day, it seems like. 
Uh, the match itself was a good match, man. It was a solid match. You know, I think Claudio is going to do big things for AEW, especially being with the Blackpool Combat Club, man. So definitely look forward to what's going to happen with Claudio next moving forward. Uh, Anna Jay versus Serena Deeb. This was a solid matchup. Uh, the finish was great. I was happy that Serena Deeb got the win. And then we have Mercedes Martinez coming out to the ring to stop the onslaught that Serena Deeb was handing on. The onslaught that, onslaught that she was doing towards Anna Jay and attacking her after the match. And uh, Mercedes Martinez comes down for the save. I definitely look forward to this matchup between Martinez and Serena Deeb at Ring of Honor, man. Uh, Martinez is going to be defending the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Serena Deeb at their uh, Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. It's going to be absolutely insane. And honestly, it's going to be a really tough defense for Martinez uh, defending that belt against Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb can really wrestle, man, from bell to bell. She really can. And this is going to be Mercedes Martinez's toughest test since she's had that uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship. So definitely look forward to that match at uh, Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view for sure. And then we get to the main event. We have a triple threat tag team matchup between Keith Lee and Swerve versus Ricky Starks and Hobbs and the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. To be honest with you, man, I was torn on the end of this match, like the finish of this matchup. I'm a big Keith Lee fan, and Swerve is fantastic in his own right, but I was kind of shocked that they ended up getting the win, to be honest with you. I'm happy they got the win, but I was surprised they got the win at the same time. In my honest opinion, man, the, the money match to make for, for me moving into All Out was FTR versus the Young Bucks, everything on the table, all belts are you know involved in that matchup, and winner takes all. That, to me, is the match to make. Now, credit, can they still have that matchup? Sure. They can have Young Bucks versus FTR, but it won't have enough power, not power to it, but enough, you know, story around it just based upon the fact that it's the Young Bucks versus FTR. Now, if the Young Bucks had the AEW Tag Team Championships going into that match with FTR at All Out, you put all the titles on, you know, up for the grabs, then winner takes all, man. You have FTR possibly beating the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Champions. I mean, at that point, FTR would have to go down as one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team of all time, for sure. I mean, they're definitely in the conversation, in my honest opinion. I mean, they hold the IWGP Tag Team Championships, the AAA Tag Team Championships, as well as Ring of Honors Tag Team Championships as well. And I mean, they have one hell of a match coming up again, a rematch at Death Before Dishonor, defending those Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships against the Briscoes, which is going to be absolutely insane. Their first match, man, was an absolute banger. I mean, probably could have been match of the year, if not match of the decade, in my honest opinion, man. I mean, maybe that's, you know, a little hard, you know, pill to swallow as far as it being match of the decade. But that match between FTR and the Briscoes, the first match they had, um, was absolutely insane. I, I thought it was one of the best tag team matches, if not the best tag team match I've ever seen. And the fact that these guys are going to have a rematch at Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor, man, it's going to be absolutely insane to see. So definitely look forward to that. I know both FTR and the Briscoes are going to absolutely tear the house down at Death Before Dishonor. But like I stated earlier, man, this whole thing with Keith Lee and Swerve winning the championships, I'm happy for Keith Lee and Swerve. And to be honest with you, it's about time. But it also begs the question, you know, the past few weeks, there has been a little, you know, standoffish, if you will, between both Keith Lee and Swerve. You know, even in this matchup, I mean, there was a part in this match where, you know, Matt Jackson hits, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee with the championship title, and then Swerve picks it up and then goes to possibly hit Keith Lee with the AEW Tag Team Championship. So, obviously, Swerve and Keith Lee has had, you know, they've had their falling out. You know, clearly they're not on the same page. But 
with that being said, they won the championships last night. Now, to me, is this something where, you know, they're going to hot potato the championship to somebody else? And that was my other big issue with them winning the championship last night as well, is that AEW honestly could have put themselves, you know, in a pickle with having Swerve and Keith Lee win the championships because they're hot potato in these championships. You know, TNT championship being one of them. I mean, it went from Adam Page to or Scorpio Sky to Ward, now Wardlow. I mean, it, it was so quick. And it, I felt as if Scorpio Sky didn't really defend that belt that much. I mean, we're also talking about the TNT Championship here. The TNT Championship at one time was more predominantly shown on AEW television than the actual AEW World Championship. I mean, look at the list of guys that held that belt. Brody Lee, rest in peace. Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, you know, Scorpio Sky, Wardlow. That's just to name a couple off the top of my head. And the title meant more then than it does now. Now, hopefully Wardlow can do something with the championship and make it more predominant like it once was. But again, you look at the AEW Tag Team Championships, and it's kind of the same thing. They had this hot potato kind of, you know, thing going on where it's like, oh, we're going to give you the championship for a couple months and then move on to somebody else. I mean, look at Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I felt like they hardly defended that championship, and it was like, like that. It was just gone. Like, they didn't really defend the championship that much. It was here, and then it was gone. You know, and I'm hoping they don't do continue to keep doing that. And like I stated, the money match for me going into All Out was FTR versus the Young Bucks with everything on the table, man. You got the AEW Tag Team Championships versus, you know, FTR's championships that they hold. You know, the AAA Championship, IWGP championship, uh, Tag Team Championships, as well as the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Winner takes all. The best versus the best. And why wouldn't you? Why would, why would nobody want that matchup? And again, like I said, they can still have that match, but the Bucks do not hold currently the AEW Tag Team Championship. So it's definitely a big question mark going into All Out. The other thing, speaking of All Out, is All Out will be back in Chicago in September, which is absolutely awesome. And the crowd in Chicago absolutely kills it, man. The crowd in Chicago is awesome. You know, you watching some of the Dynamites when CM Punk returned. You know, the all-out shows. I mean, the Chicago crowd, man, absolutely kills it every time AEW's in town, man. Awesome crowd in Chicago. Absolutely awesome, man. But uh, this was a solid show, man. The Fighter Fest Night 1 was a, a solid show. And uh, I look forward to Fighter Fest Night 2. I also look forward to what's going to happen between Eddie Kingston and Jericho with that barbed wire match. It's going to be absolutely insane, man, to see going into Fighter Fest Night 2, I believe, next week. So, but uh, this is my review of AEW's Fighter Fest Night 1. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.